0: Welcome to the Fueled
1: AF Podcast,
0: where we educate you on ways to fuel your mind, body, and soul.
1: We're your hosts, Alex and Avery. Now let's jump in. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fueled AF Podcast. Happy Friday! I love whenever I say happy Friday because it's Wednesday for us. I know. And I just deadass you guys, I literally thought today was Tuesday and I was just talking to Avery and I was like she was talking about some things that she needs to do that she typically does on Wednesdays and I was like, "Wow, she's like so I've had prepared." Name, <laughs> as always. And then I realized it is Wednesday. So, love that, but it's Friday for you guys, so happy Friday. Um we are coming at you guys with a random Q&A this week, which I feel like these episodes we always expect to be like short sweet kind of fun and then they end up getting like really technical like yeah. based upon the questions we get asked um so we have a we have like a lot of really good health and fitness questions today mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the times too we have a lot of you know more like oh personal those kind of questions which we do still have but I feel like they're also kind of more in regards to health and fitness as well so yeah lots to go over today as far as random questions and all that fun stuff is there anything else you want to add
0: I was gonna say I feel like these episodes always end up like even though we kind of intend intend for them to be more kind of like fun chatty mm-hmm. like kind of casual i feel like they end up kind of being very like packed with knowledge and yes. value so um yeah we're excited to dive into it
1: cool well the first question we have so we're going to be starting with like strictly health and fitness questions so the first question we have on here is what are some simple exercises that people can do at home without any equipment do you want to touch on this first I feel like it's, um, well, first of all, you want to make sure you're following a plan. Yeah. Um, y- you know, yes, us giving you exercises can be really helpful, but you want to make sure that you have some sort of like formulated plan. Mm-hmm. You're not just like, Oh, okay. I'm just doing a few random exercises here and there. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, there's a, ton. Yeah, there's so many, yeah. I mean, I
0: feel like the first, the first thing that comes to mind, which isn't necessarily like at home, like in your home, but just like something that doesn't require any equipment is just walking, which I feel like is such an underrated form of exercise that so many people can benefit from. Yes. Um, Especially if you're kind of like, I don't really feel ready to join a gym yet. I don't have any equipment, but I want to just be more active, get exercise in. Walking is just such a great thing to do. Um, And it's just pretty, it's very accessible to pretty much anyone Mm -hmm. to just go take a walk, you know, morning walk, evening walk, whatever it might be. Um, In terms of like actual exercises that you could do without any equipment, um, squats, wall sits Mm push-ups you know any sort of like
1: abdominal exercises tons of those Uh,
0: Mm -hmm. would be really
1: good glute bridges um you could do Bulgarian split squats without weight I mean you could pretty much do any exercise just without the weight I will say I think it's it's easier
0: to do a lower body without any weight than it is to do upper body there's just more options that you can make challenging without any extra resistance right
1: um
0: yeah Superman I can, are also a good one that I've, I will program for clients a lot where you're just lying on your stomach and you're like raising up your limbs basically mm-hmm. um that's a good like posterior chain exercise that doesn't require any weights yeah. um but even just like getting creative too I know a lot of people did this during the pandemic when it was like impossible to buy a set of dumbbells anywhere but just getting things around your house to make things like to add resistance like yeah. a gallon jug or like
1: Suitcase, a suitcase, a backpack.
0: <laughs> yeah. to, like, put some textbooks in your backpack and and go crazy.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. I think um, this was something too. Uh, when I first started, Forever Flourish coaching, I had started it like right in the middle of the pandemic, and back when I had started it, gyms had just opened back up, and then they got shut down again. Yeah, um, for the second time, and so. I had all these clients that I was like, oh my gosh, like none of them have equipment at home. They've all been working out in the gym. How, what, you know, how am I going to do this? Mm -hmm. Um, And we were able to make it work. And it's, it's cool because people can still see really, really great results even without any equipment at all. Um, But yeah, I definitely love your advice on walking. I think that that's something that's totally underrated. And not only is that going to be great for your physical health, but your mental health, it's going to help with stress. Um, You know, there's just so many benefits to walking in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of a spinoff of this, is that if someone is working out from home and they're like, okay, I'm ready to buy some equipment, what would be like the number one thing you would recommend that, that they buy?
0: I would, if you can buy one thing, I would do like a set of adjustable dumbbells. That's what I was going to say yeah. too. Uh, like the Bowflex, I know you have some, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The adjustable dumbbells, you can do so much with just dumbbells. Oh yeah. Um, and if you have the, you know, kind of the flexibility to change them from like, I think they, I think it depends, but like, I think it goes from like five to like 40 pounds. Yeah. Mine go
1: all the way up to 52 yeah, pounds. 50, mm-hmm. Which is each. Some, yeah. That's a yeah. decent
0: weight. Yeah. Like, over a hundred pounds. Exactly. So you can definitely do a lot with that. Um, and you know, you know, you don't need any like machines or anything crazy. You can do a lot with just dumbbells. Um, so yeah, that would be like the one thing I would invest in and it's going to end up being so much cheaper than trying to buy like individual sets of, yeah. of
1: dumbbells. Cause that can get really expensive. Yeah. It really can. And you're going to need a variety. I mean, your legs might be stronger than your upper body. So like you're going to need that variety for sure. And and they are a little bit on the spendier side, but when you think Mm -hmm. about it, okay. I have so many different variations of weights that I get to use with my adjustable dumbbells. They take up way, way, way less yes, space. That's true. Um, And, you know, like, if you if you were really to go out and buy every variation, you'd be spending way more money yeah. than just on a, an adjustable pair of dumbbells. And hopefully, like, so,
0: the, you know, the investment is going to motivate you to actually, like, yes, use them and yeah. not just have them collect dust in the For corner. Sure. Yeah. Um, also, with, like, trying to make things more challenging, just, like, adding other forms of progressive overload, like just slowing down your exercises, um, or like adding a pause, um, something that I'll do with clients who don't have a lot of equipment at home, sometimes, especially if they're like, I literally have nothing is do more like circuit style workouts just to make them a little bit more challenging. It's yeah. not necessarily something that I would like program in like a perfect world. Um, just cause it's you know not, so ideal, you do, yeah. not ideal necessarily, but Definitely makes things more challenging to do them like back to back without much rest. Like time. an Imam or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like more of a not even necessarily like high intensity or like high impact, mm-hmm. um, but just kind of you know, shorter rest periods and kind of things a little bit more back to back.
1: Yeah. Cause that is a form of progressive overload, shorter rest periods in between um, making things more challenging that way for sure. Yeah. Love it. Okay. So the next question we have on here is how can someone stay motivated to work out regularly? I feel like this is a question that we get a lot like, Oh my God, how do you stay motivated? Or, you know, how did you, how did it finally stick for you? I feel like with motivation, which sorry, everybody, like, I feel like we'll say this, like, Oh, don't rely on motivation. Rely on discipline. And there, that is very, very true. But I also feel like there's, um, there's a lot of like things that can motivate us that we can use to our advantage mm-hmm. because discipline is not just going to fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to wake up tomorrow morning and be like, okay, I'm finally disciplined. You know, I'm getting no days off. Like that's just not realistic. Um, and so I definitely think like, yeah, don't rely on motivation, but I do think maybe recognize what things do help you get motivated and yeah. use those to your advantage. Yeah. Um, I know for me, like- watching like a video of somebody that I look up to, like that will get me really motivated. If I'm not feeling like going to the gym, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of my favorite music, some of my favorite workout clothes, like buying a new workout set. Like there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of things that I feel like factor into my motivation when it comes to going to the gym. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's even like looking at, you know, old photos of myself, like, wow, I was like really getting it after in that stage of life. Like, I you know, that's really motivating to myself, too, because I'm using myself as a way to push myself. So, yeah, I definitely think that's kind of my advice there. I feel like a lot of
0: times I'll have like clients will message me like, I got a new like workout set. I'm really excited to wear it. Um, And you don't have to like go, you know, spend a bunch of money. You can get something on Amazon for like, you know, pretty cheap, Um, but just something like that to kind of motivate you. Um, Or, you know, maybe if you've been doing the same exact workout, the same exact program for like 10 weeks, like maybe just switching up your workouts a little bit. Sometimes I'll even have clients message me like, Hey, like, I really just didn't want to go to the gym today. I decided to just basically go and kind of just instead of following the program, just do kind of what I really enjoy. I was like, great. Love like it. awesome. Yeah. I mean, again, ideally I'd love for you to follow the program as closely as you can, but if it's not going or going and doing something, go, yes. go do that. hundred 10%. Um, but yeah, I actually have on my, um, Instagram, like my saved posts. I have some posts that are like super motivating that I'll just, you know, put in there. So if I'm ever like Oh, like what's the point of well, I'll go back in and I'll be like, okay. Yeah. Like I got this.
1: No, seriously. It it's really helpful. Yeah.
0: It yeah, it definitely is helpful. So if you ever find a post like that and you're like, oh wow, that really like speaks to me or whatever, yeah. that's that's helpful for sure. Um yeah, music I think can be really motivating. Um podcasts. Podcasts. Yeah. Um and if you know, if you're kind of just starting and like especially I think a lot of the clients that I, when I first start working with them will kind of tell me like yeah you know I've tried a lot of things and I've tried and fallen off and tried to get like so ha- I want to really make sure that this sticks um and you know kind of just think like if you haven't written it down already like taking a couple minutes or like you know 10 20 minutes to like journal out like why you're doing this why this matters yes. to you like writing your why and then when you are feeling kind of unmotivated or you don't want to keep going like going back and reading that and reminding yourself like okay like I have a really good reason yes. to do this like I'm not just doing it because like, I actually have a really good reason Uh that's driving me. So
1: yeah, that's so powerful and knowing your why and establishing it. And I think we've talked about that before on the podcast, but like, don't let it be surface level. Don't be like, okay, I just, I want to look good. like, I want to lose weight because I want to look good. Like, why do you want to look good? Why is it important that you do this? You know, just try to dig a little bit deeper because I think really when it comes down to it, like there, there's something deep down in all of us that's motivating us to want to make this change. And once you kind of recognize that, you can really use that to your advantage yeah. in terms of keeping just, yeah, kind of motivated through your, your routine. And like Avery and I said, like, you know, don't rely on motivation. Obviously like, that's not realistic. You a hundred percent, we even have it. You're going to have days where you absolutely yeah. don't want to work out. Um, and it is just going to come down to like, okay, I'm just going to get up and do it like three, two, one. I'm just going to get up and yeah. do it. Yeah. um But yeah, recognizing what motivates you. I think that there's, you know, there's definitely things you can use to your advantage. Yeah,
0: definitely. um. Next up question we have is what are some common myths about weight loss? This is, I
1: think, don't we have a whole episode about like, I don't know. Fitness I feel like we have an episode. Myth. Yeah, fitness myths. Yeah. Like the MythBusters, Myth-busters.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> gosh, I feel like there's so many. We actually just yesterday in our client group chat, um, we had asked them about like kind of what, what was something that they like used to believe that, mm-hmm. you know, was kind of holding them back. Um, I know for me, something that I shared in there was kind of about like, just carbs. And I feel like it's still is kind of pervasive and it's definitely less so. Um, but just in terms of like carbs being like something that you need to avoid to lose weight or something that's going to make you fat, um, which is just not true. Carbs are so important. Carbs fuel your body. Um, and you know, they, they're not like the only thing that's going to cause weight gain is a, calorie surplus, yep. consistent cal- calorie surplus over time. Um, so I feel like that was a big one for me.
1: Yeah. Like there's no good or bad foods. Um, you know, if you look up like weight loss smoothie or these foods are great for weight loss. It's like, okay, there, no,
0: yeah. um,
1: being in a calorie deficit is how you're going to lose weight. Yeah, um, Like Avery said, the only way you're going to gain weight is if you're in a caloric surplus for an extended period of time. Um, I know for me, like it was just kind of the myth in general of like, oh, you you know, if basically if you enjoy it and it's a quote unquote bad food, you shouldn't eat it and you should right. avoid it. Right. Um, and I did. I spent so many years doing this, you guys, of like, okay, during the week, I'm you know straight salads. <laughs> I even did a juice diet. I, I've done like the teas that make you shit your brains out. I've done it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that just really caused me to not only have like a really extremely poor relationship with food, but an extremely poor relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will tell you, like, I used to be the person who used to tell, like, I literally t- remember this. And my mom reminds me of it all the time is I used to tell my mom, like, I'll never be quote unquote skinny because I just love food mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember telling her that. Um, and it's so funny because now I, you know, I eat more food than I ever have in mm-hmm. my life. And you know, I feel like obviously I'm pregnant right now, but like, I feel like I've looked the best I've ever looked in my mm-hmm. life too. So mm-hmm. the correlation between more food, like equaling not a good physique is definitely a myth. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, for each person, obviously that maintenance level is going to look different, but, um, yeah, just because you like want to lose weight doesn't mean that you have to stop eating food. In fact, you mm-hmm. probably shouldn't do that because it will, it it likely will cause a lot of problems internally.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think of other like kind of really common myths about weight loss. I feel like, um, you know, spot reducing fat is a good one. Spot reducing fat is definitely a, definitely a big one. Like there's just still so many like, you know, workouts that you see on Instagram or YouTube that are like, you know, target like lower belly fat or like love handles and things like that. It's like, you can, you can, you know, target those muscles. Like, absolutely. But that's, that doesn't mean that you're going to lose fat in those areas faster or first. And in most cases, which I know this is not what you want to hear, but in most cases, the places that you want to lose fat first are probably going to be the last places. It does. It depends on the person and obviously where you are trying to target fat for a lot of women. And this is just genetically. Like if you think about women, like we are, you know, part of what we're designed for is to bear children. Yes, Um, so we are going to store more body fat, like in our hips and our lower abdomen, our stomach. So, um, you know, it, it, just kind of a genetic predisposition yeah. for most women. Um, again, that's gonna vary from person to person, but even like you know, some people are gonna store more body fat in their upper body, mm-hmm. in their in their arms, you know, in their shoulders. Other people are gonna store more body fat in their lower body. Um, so you yeah, pick and choose. You yeah. can't pick and choose the only way to lose body fat from your stomach or wherever it is is to be losing body fat and let it come off where it comes off. Exactly. Yep. Losing body fat yeah. overall. Um, which like we said, core deficit. Yeah.
1: Um, You know, there's so many times where I've heard people like, oh, I'm going to do a bunch of ab exercises mm -hmm. because I want to have abs. Well, number one, you already have abs. I want everybody to know if you're listening to this, you do have abs. Um, yeah, (laughs) everybody has abdominal muscles, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, oh, I'm going to do crunches. So you, my abs can be visible and it's like, you can do crunches until the day that you die. But if your body fat percentage isn't low enough for those abs to be visible, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so like Avery said, being in a caloric deficit and wherever your body fat comes off is where it's going to come off. Unfortunately, we cannot pick and choose. Yes, we can target muscles to make them bigger. Um, but we can't necessarily target where our fat's going to come off. That's
0: something else that I hear a lot from clients like too, when we start, when I give them their first program is like, oh, like, why are we doing more like ab exercises? Like I was expecting there to be more of that. I'm like, well, you know, it's not that you're training your core isn't important, but that's not like I'm not going to be putting like a bunch of crunches in every workout, right? Um, it's just not. It's not going to be as valuable to your time as like you know focusing on your compound lifts, exactly.
1: And, like so and not to mention, most exercises you're going to be using your core, right?
0: right. So. exactly.
1: But um, yeah, those are some good myths. I feel like yeah, covered. <laughs> yeah. And There's
0: there's a lot more. We could do a whole other episode on that. Yeah. Um. Next question on here: What are some healthy meal prep ideas for people who are always on the
1: go? Overnight oats. Avery and Overnight I were just talking oats. about. We both
0: have the minor mine are in my car right Avery's now. Avery's our morning oats. <laughs> I literally just made them this morning. Hopefully they, they uh, do their thing in my car. It's cold outside, but, um, yeah, overnight oats are a really good one. Um, I feel like sandwiches can be good too. Cause it's like, you don't have to warm it up.
1: Yeah. We do have a travel guide. If you guys want like a lot of really good ideas, um, just message one of us and we can send you that free travel guide that we have, but yeah. Protein bars, protein shakes, jerky sticks, Um, those are really good. High protein, even like hard boiled eggs are going to be good. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that. Yeah, there's so many. And honestly, like when we're talking like quote unquote healthy meal prep ideas, um, there's even a lot of options at fast food restaurants that Mm -hmm. you, you could get. Um, we actually have a fast food guide as well. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of like Go, if you truly are like look at the menu and look at the nutrition facts like you could probably order something that fits within your means mm-hmm. at pretty much any mm-hmm. fast food restaurant mm-hmm. which is really nice too i feel
0: like honestly the bi- just the biggest thing the biggest thing with this um in terms of like you know staying on track for people who are super busy they're all on the go yeah. they leave at 7am and they don't come back till 6pm is just you just have to be prepared, prepared like, you yep. have to plan ahead like um, you know, I, I, work with a decent number of clients who are nurses, so they'll have like overnight shifts or they have like long shifts where it's, you know, they're and like I said, they're, they leave and then they're not home all day. Um, so you, you have to be prepared. You have mm-hmm. to like plan out your meals. Hopefully you get some sort of break in your day to where you can like microwave your food. Yeah. Um, but if you can't like, you know, focusing on foods that you can eat that are, you know, that are cold. I know some people are like, I don't mind eating my chicken and rice cold. I'm like, I absolutely not. I, I, refuse, <laughs> <foul>. <laughs> I refuse to do that. But, um, again, you could even like, you could even do like a thermos and like put your, put your food in there or put yeah. like, soup in there or something like that. Um, you could do like a salad and then, you know, leave the dressing on the
1: side and just dress
0: it whenever yeah. you're ready to eat it.
1: Um, there's like, so many, even like you guys go on TikTok and type in, meal prep for people on the go. Like there's yeah. so many resources for us out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think that, um, like Avery said, you really hit the nail on the head. Like preparing is going to help you so much like preparing in advance. Yeah. Yeah. It can seem like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to spend an hour or two hours on Sunday preparing my meals for the week, but that's going to save you so much time mm-hmm. during the week. It's going to save you so much Stress of like, oh shit! What the fuck do I eat? It's right. gonna save you just so so much sanity. So yeah. you know, what, what is the quote we always say? Preparing or failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Yeah, I don't know who yeah. said that, but someone uh, did. it was Pinterest. <laughs> it was someone It was somebody who's important, but
0: oh, I'm gonna. I'm. I think it was. I don't yeah, know, I think don't, it was. Yeah, I don't, don't think call you're... me on that, but um, <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I think like a lot of people with this, like with exactly what you're saying, I'm like, Oh, it's, it's annoying. I don't want to do it. It's like, well, if you want to change something, like if you want to make a change, whether it's weight loss or like changing the way you look being healthier, whatever it is, like if, if if your goal is to make some sort of change in your life, then like you have to change your behavior. Yeah, Like you, you can't just expect to keep doing what you're doing. Yeah and just magically have it yeah. change like in order
1: to change your results you got to change your routine and exactly you
0: did to change your daily habits mm-hmm. um and so like yeah like it's probably going to be inconvenient like it's probably going to be your something's going to have to be more difficult because you're trying to change something yeah. you know so
1: you but know. it also, like in a lot of these habits, I feel like you're gonna fall in love with it. Like I, yeah. I love opening my fridge and being like, "Wow, I already have pre-cut, exactly. cooked chicken. Yeah, I can add this to whatever the hell I want. I don't like, I don't need to stress at all. It tastes good. Yeah, um, it's better than me trying to, you know, s- sit around in the kitchen for an hour and start snacking on things, yeah, trying exactly. to decide what I'm gonna eat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think just preparing overall is gonna help you so much. Yeah, that's definitely key.
0: Um, this one's kind of similar. Yeah. Um, How can someone stay healthy and fit while traveling? Um, so obviously I feel like traveling, like actually traveling somewhere kind of more long distance is a little different than like just having a super busy day. Um, I think that, you know, first just kind of like assessing like why, like, what are you traveling for? Are you traveling for work? Are you traveling, going on a vacation? Like what's kind of the, what's the occasion? I mean, I, with most of my clients, if they're going on a, going on a vacation, like, I would not track your macros if you're on vacation. It's just.
1: We actually have a whole episode on like vacations and like that kind of stuff, which we have really good solid tips in there. Mm -hmm. If you're going on a vacation. Yeah. I wouldn't want to track my macros while I'm, you know, in Hawaii. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, again, you can totally up to you. It's going to be more difficult, obviously. Um, But I think that this is just a really good opportunity to basically apply everything that you know, and that you've learned from what you're doing in kind of your normal routine to kind of a more, um, intuitive approach. So just staying hydrated while you're there, focusing on movement, um, trying to incorporate like movement into like the activities that you're doing. So if you are, um, you know, traveling for pleasure, like taking walks or hikes, going like sightseeing, Mm -hmm. um, riding a bike, like something like that. Um, and, you know, just kind of focusing on like listening to your body as well. So, you know, I think when you're traveling or on vacation, it's definitely an easy excuse to be like, I'm going to go balls to the wall and just like eat whatever I want, eat
1: whatever I want. Yeah. And just yeah. be like
0: overly indulgent. Yeah. Um, so even if you are, you know, eating something that's a little bit more like quote unquote, like less clean or like higher calorie, like that's totally fine. But just focusing on like, Oh,
1: I'm full now. I'm going to, yes. Listening um, to you, yeah I'm gonna Yeah staying hydrated also like in for good, like high fiber foods is going to be really beneficial. I know like for a lot of people when they travel, you know, they start to have kind of like irregular bowel movements, their stomach kind of hurts. They start to get a little bit bloated. Um, so focusing on those things, but like I said, we have a full, like a literal whole episode dedicated to this. So if you guys want more information on that, definitely go check out that episode for sure. Yeah. Next we have, what are some tips for getting a good night's sleep? Oh my gosh. If you guys know, just please let me know. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Honestly, I'm <laughs> sure.
0: I have not slept well the last couple of <laughs> nights, but, um, I think just, first of all, just like having some sort of like nighttime routine, um, trying to stay off your phone before bed yes. I like, is a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> turning off overhead lights before you go to sleep, um, or like an hour before more, more like, mm-hmm. um, I think you're just trying to basically like trying to kind of keep in mind your body's circadian circadian rhythm. So like when the sun goes down, turn off the overhead lights in your house, yep. kind of give your body that cue of like, okay,
1: sun's going down. It's time to start getting ready to be- yep. bed. Um, I think even just making a comfortable environment. So yeah. nice, cool room. Mm-hmm. Um, If you don't have time to like wash your se- sheets, like literally throw them in the dryer for like five minutes. And then it just like makes them feel clean again. It's like a nice little hack. Um showering before bed I know for Mm -hmm. me I sleep so much better if I shower right before bed um so like kind of just figure out like what are some things like when you think of you getting into bed and you're just like the most cozy you've ever been like what led to that point Mm -hmm. do that every Mm -hmm. night yeah yeah (laughs) um like Avery said limiting screen time has been a big one for me I know I have now started to like incorporate reading before bed because it definitely just helps get my mind off things um journaling is another really big one so like planning out your next day or like doing a brain dump of everything that happened the day before that can be really helpful when it comes to just kind of, um, helping with your mind wandering. I know a lot of the times if I can't fall asleep, it's usually because I'm thinking of like 1700 other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so like really trying to just get your mind off of what happened that day, do a brain dump or like plan out your to-do list for the next day. So yeah. you don't have to think about it while you're in bed. Like, Oh shit, I got to do this tomorrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that can be really beneficial too.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like for me writing a to-do list for the next day is really helpful. Cause I'm like, okay, Hey, I don't have to think about this. I mean, get it all done and have it written down. I won't forget. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, and maybe avoid like big meals right before bed. Yeah, through. that's another good one. Yeah, that's one that I definitely last night. I lay down and I, being pregnant, my stomach just feels like it cannot stretch any more than it than it already has, and I'm just like in pain. Um, so yeah, just don't do that because it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't want to be like super stuffed before you go to bed.
0: Yeah, just not comfortable. Um, okay. Next up, what are the best foods to eat before and after a workout? Um, so prior to a workout and I've actually been meaning to make a post about this, but the most important meal of your day is your pre-workout meal is what I would argue. Um, because you're just basically fueling your body for the work that it's about to do. Um, and trying to make sure that you're setting yourself up to get the most out of that workout. So before a workout, carbs and protein are going to be the priority. Um, <clears throat> trying to have some sort of like, depending on when you're depending on how, like, how far in advance, how far yeah. in advance your workout, me- your pre-workout meal is, um, you know, if it's like an hour or and a half, two hours before, um, you know, having a bigger meal just to actually make sure that you're full and you know, you're That's not getting biggest, hungry yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. and that you have time to digest it. Definitely. Um, so kind of thinking about when you're eating your meal, how, how soon before your workout, um, having some sort of, you know, faster digesting carbs, um, fruit is a great thing to have before your workout too. Like in addition to like something, um, a little bit slower digesting, so like rice or potatoes, for example, Um, or like a sandwich would be a good thing to have. Um, and then having some form of like leaner protein. So I wouldn't have something that's like super, like I wouldn't have like salmon or something super high fat because again, um, fat is going to be slower digesting. So you, you don't necessarily want to have a big, like heavy meal and then go to try to work out. I feel like a lot of people, like sometimes I'll have people walking, the gym like, oh, I just ate like a burrito or like a burger. I'm yeah.
1: like, oh, literally. It's going to feel great. Yeah. And then yeah. like halfway through, they're like, oh, I
0: do not feel good. Yeah, like, well,
1: and <laughs> especially something high in fiber can kind of yes. ca- cause yes. a little bit of disruption during your workout too. So maybe trying to stay away from like, like you said, fat and fiber are a little just a bit slower digesting. So yes. yeah, trying to stay away from those, depending on how early, like she said, that you are eating. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're eating a couple hours ahead of time, you'll you'll likely have Time to digest that. But mm-hmm. if it's like, I mean, what we're about to work out right after yeah. this, well, I know I am. And yeah. it's like, I'm gonna eat a quick oats and I have two rice crispy treats. Yeah. And that's
0: what I'm gonna eat. Exactly. Um, and then after a workout, you know, it I would say it's less crucial, but still, I would say trying to have something slower digest, a slower digesting form of carbs. Um, so you could have something that's higher in fiber to kind of slow down mm-hmm. digestion a little bit. Um, and again, making sure you get some protein in as well. is going to be important. Um, I think that fats aren't quite as like, you know, limiting fats post-workout isn't quite as essential. Um, and it also kind of depends again, like, are you how hungry you are? I know sometimes people after a workout won't feel super hungry right away.
1: Yeah. I, I sometimes feel like sick after I work. Yeah. Out, so yeah. yeah.
0: So if that's the case, I would have mm-hmm. something smaller protein shake, um, you know, piece of toast, some rice cake, something, something a little bit lighter just to kind of hold you over and make sure that you have something in your system to kind of fuel, um, or help your body recover rather. Um, and then having a bigger meal, you know, a couple hours later.
1: Yeah. I know for me, like I said, I, I, a lot of the times kind of feel sick after I work out. And so pre-pregnancy, I had a post-workout shake that I took. And then I also added, um, they're like basically essentially adding carbs to my protein shake, um, just to kind of help replenish those glycogen stores, because when you exercise, that's what your body is mainly using for your fuel is Mm -hmm. is the carbs that you have, um, that are stored as glycogen. So something that can kind of replenish that is going to be really great too, especially when it comes to just recovery. Um, your post workout meal is really important for that, but I think it's, uh, Avery really did hit the nail on the head. I've said that like seven times this episode. Um, but I feel like so many people prioritize their post-workout Mm-hmm. Meal way more than their pre workout meal, and I would argue yes, the pre workout meal is a lot more important. And also like, there is like yes, having a protein shake right after can have benefits, but like it's not something that you should stress too much. Like mm-hmm. oh my god, I get it, you know, I gotta get my protein shake in right after I work out. Yeah. Um, for most people, it's you know just with regular lifestyle goals, like it's not gonna affect you that much. Yeah.
0: Oh, I was going to say something. I think also just making sure you have something before you work out is really important. I feel like a lot. Like it makes whole, a difference. This whole like fasted workout thing, like fasted cardio is one thing. I don't think it's really necessary for most people. Um, but yeah, make sure you eat something before your workout. It, like, it
1: will make a big, don't, difference.
0: don't have lunch at noon and then go to workout after work at five and not have, have had yeah. anything. Like- yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, last week we worked out together too. And I was like, I'm going to Starbucks. I need to get like yeah. a meal. Cause once you really notice the difference, it, you're going to be like, wow, this is a no brainer. I'm definitely going to eat before my workout yeah. because I've been through a workout where I haven't eaten before and it sucked. I wanted to go home the whole time. I didn't yeah. lift heavy. Like I just felt like crap.
0: Exactly. It's like trying to drive a car that's like running on empty yeah. versus like a car that's just you know, you just freshly do
1: tuned up. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> okay. So next we have what are some strategies for sticking to a healthy eating plan when dealing with menstrual cycle changes and cravings? I definitely think that this is a, a really good topic. We actually have a whole um in our course that our clients have access to, we actually have a whole module on being on your period and dealing with cravings and those kind of things, um, I think it's really important to try to track your cycle as much as you can, uh-huh. so that you can be aware of when it's going to be happening. Um, I know for me, I do deal with cravings during my period. When I was having a period, you know, eight months ago, yeah. um, you're gonna have that again. <laughs> oh, I gotta! Can't excited. wait. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely am somebody who like, you know, I do feel like I do crave like chocolate and that kind of stuff that everybody says. Um, but I'm aware of when that's going to happen. And so I just pre-track it into my day. I'm like, Oh, I know I'm going to want some Ben and Jerry's ice cream tonight. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to do myself a favor, pre-track it into my day. Mm -hmm. Don't have to feel guilty about diving into something when it's outside of my macros. Mm -hmm. That being said, like it's important to honor your your body and if it's something that, I don't know, if it's something that you're like really desperate for, like just pre-track it into your day. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's pretty simple. I,
0: I had a client check in this week and she was telling me, she's like, yeah, my, that's something we check in on in terms of biofeedback is like, where, you, where are you at in your cycle? Are you on your period? Is you about to start your period? Like where you're, where are you at? And she was saying like, yeah, my period's probably going to come in a couple of days. I know that I do have more like sweet cravings, like you said. And then she also was saying that she knows for herself that, and this is different for everyone. I don't typically find this to be true for myself, but Um, she was saying that like, typically during her period, she doesn't get as hungry. She Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, I think a lot of times that can be especially true for women who do experience like more bloating, more cramps. Like I just kind of feel like Like and crappy. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't really feel like eating a big meal. So I was telling her like, um, you know, if that's the case, like try to have smaller, more frequent meals. So instead of doing like three big meals or four big meals, have like five or six smaller meals, kind of more spread out through the day. So that. After those meals, you're not like, oh my gosh, I'm so full and yeah. I'm already bloated and I'm having cramps. Like yeah. you know, trying to have smaller things throughout the day. Um, I was also telling her, like, you know, trying to do like a smoothie um or things that are a little bit lighter um that don't feel quite white as filling and heavy, mm-hmm. um, smoothies can be great just because you get a lot of nutrients in, you could add some protein in there. Um, you know, you get some antioxidants and some, you know, vitamins and minerals from whatever fruit you're putting in. Um, but they're not super heavy since you're, it's a liquid. Like drinking it, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, love it. Cool. I think you did forget one, the one right above about dining out. Oh, I did. Um, Cause they, they have like the, the same, <laughs> the same start of the Yeah. Sentence, let's go back but, to that one. Um, so healthy straps. that's Strategies for sticking to a healthy eating plan when dining out. This is a big one. And we do have a, every question, <laughs> like we have an episode on this, yeah. but honestly, like if there's a question in here that you guys are like, Oh, I really want to know more about that. A lot of these, we do have like full blown episodes on. So we do have an episode. This is one I send pretty much all my clients when they first get started, I'll send them if they're doing a reverse, I'll send them the reverse side episode and I'll send them the episode about like tips and tricks for hitting your macros, how to track when you're dining out. Um, just like Alex said with the, like, oh, I'm good. I really want some Ben and Jerry's tonight. I'm going to pre-track it. Like plan ahead when mm-hmm. you're dining out. If you know, okay, I'm going to dinner on Thursday night. Um, plan ahead, look at the menu ahead of time. Yeah. If it's, if it's like a chain restaurant, um, you know, Chipotle or like Texas roadhouse, they're going to have their macros listed, um, online, if not already on my fitness pal. So you can go on the menu ahead of time, um, and look up like, you know, what, what the options are, um, and you can pre-track that. And then assuming most likely that that meal is probably going to be a bigger, more calorie heavy meal, just cause when you're dining out, that tends to be the case. Right. You can just plan your day around that. So like, okay, I know my meal for dinner is going to be like 800 calories. Um, and then I'm going to, you know, my other meals throughout the day are going to be a little bit lighter. Um, I might have to make them a little bit more protein and carb focused. Um, because typically with eating out, it's going to be higher fat. Mm-hmm. Um, so planning ahead is going to be really important if you, if it's not a chain restaurant and you you know, you don't know what the macros are. You're going to have to estimate, which I think really freaks people out. Like not, no, I had a client the other day who was like, I just don't know like what, how much oil they are using? What kind of oil? There's so many options you're going to have to estimate. Use your best judgment.
1: Mm -hmm. You have to estimate. Um, And that's the beauty of, you know, working on your metabolism and like being able to have that flexibility within your diet. It's like our, you know, our clients were really big on making sure that they're eating enough and fueling their bodies and like eating at true maintenance calories, which oftentimes is like 2000 plus calories. Mm-hmm. And like the beauty of eating that much food and your body being regulated to that is like, it's not going to be as dramatic as, you know, if you're somebody who you consistently eat 1200 calories a day, and then you go out to eat and you're having, you know, like, yeah. 3,000, you know, 1500 calories at Mexican food alone, like your body's going to be a lot more in shock with that. If you're already eating low calories versus if you're somebody who's putting in that work to kind of really work on your metabolism, trying to try to find true maintenance calories. Um, I, if anything, I feel like stressing over it is causing more than it's estimated. It's
0: funny funny because I'll have clients who like, when we start reverse dieting, they're like, I'm just really struggling with eating this much food. I'm like, I totally get that because a lot of times there is a lot of variety when, when someone comes in, they're not eating a lot of food. There's a lot of variety from day to day about how much they're eating. Like one day they're eating 1300, the next day they're eating 1800. Like there's a, it's a wide range, Mm -hmm. but I'm also thinking in my head, like, and also telling them like, okay, I understand it's harder to eat more food consistently, but I know when you're going out and you're getting a burger and Mm -hmm. fries and you're getting a couple drinks, you're eating 1500 calories right there. Yeah, easy. So if you can eat 1500 calories in one meal, you best believe you can eat it. yeah, way. like you got a hundred percent. It's yeah. going to be challenging, but you can do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically what you would do is just like tr- individually track all the components mm-hmm. of that meal. You're going to have to estimate. I would still plan ahead, look up the menu ahead of time, choose what you're going to
1: have. Um, another option too, is to find something similar. If you're going to like yeah. a local pizza joint and right. you're like, well, they don't have the macros on here. Like type in Papa Murphy's or just, yeah. you know, not Papa Murphy's maybe something more like hearty, but Papa's pizza or something like that, like something that's going to be kind of comparable to the food that you're eating. That could be another way to guess and kind of estimate as well. Yeah. Um, as far as just like little tips, if you're not tracking and you're like, well, I just want to know, like, what are some tips that you guys have? I always say like, order your dressing on the side. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me, like if I don't want to necessarily track, but I'm kind of trying to go into it, like just being a little bit more conscious of my decisions when I'm ordering, I'll sometimes order a super simple meal, like chicken breast with broccoli and yeah. a baked potato. Yeah. And, you know, I can kind of easily like, look at that and be like, okay, I'm going to aim for more of my chicken breast and my broccoli. And it, it you know, it's just, kind of being more conscious if you're not somebody who's tracking. Um, but yeah, ordering dressing on the side, Mm -hmm. definitely, um, taking into account that the beverages you're ordering are high in calories sometimes. So like really making sure you're paying attention to that just because you're drinking, it doesn't mean that it doesn't count toward your, your calorie calorie intake. Um, so yeah, those are kind of my tips.
0: Yeah. I would say like trying to go for things that are, I feel like this is a really common tip of like trying to look for, you know the the way that the food is being prepared, so like baked or steamed, mm-hmm. like so- is typically going to be lower calories than like
1: fried, fried, <laughs> fried yeah. Or, you know, but don't that doesn't mean you that, have that to skip that that out right. on French yes. fries. Yeah, um, yes. yes. <laughs> fries. You want uh, the French fries? Get oh right. yeah, that's why we say just track it first, you guys. Like that's going to be super beneficial. Just track that. Like I I track dinner first every night because I know yeah. I eat dinner with Charlie. You know, it's usually very high in calories, and so that's going to be the first thing I'm going to track. Because I love my dinners and I love sitting on the couch and eating dinner, and that's just what I do. So, like, yeah. I'm always going to track it first. Yeah. Okay, um, we did the next one. Yeah. So now we're on the last one. Yeah. the <laughs> last
0: one, kind of in the health and fitness um, questions that we got. Um, tips for getting movement in when working a desk job. This is a really good question. Um, tips for getting movement in. When- okay. Stand up desk. Stand up desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stand up desk. Even like um, a little like walking pad can be really helpful, um, especially if you work from home like getting a little under the under the desk treadmill um i think could be honestly a really good investment if you or someone who knows that you're kind of just glued to your desk yes. all day
1: we've had clients who have bought in those and they love yeah, them yeah
0: i honestly really want
1: mm-hmm. um
0: trying to do like trying to get some movement in before your workday starts i think is also really helpful so you know trying to wake up a little bit earlier yeah. going on a morning walk um do it getting some movement in on your lunch break that's also. Saying, yes. And actually giving yourself like a lunch break mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people will be like, yeah, I technically get an hour for lunch, but I end up just working during it. Like take a lunch break. Yeah.
1: It's gonna help your productivity too yes. throughout the day.
0: Eat for 30 minutes, mm-hmm. go on a walk after.
1: And that's great for digestion as yeah. well. <laughs> get someone
0: in your like maybe find someone else in your office who also is trying to get healthier, trying to move more and like kind of have them be your little walking buddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like it's that would also be helpful just to kind of you know, do it with someone else.
1: Yeah. If you are somebody who like gets coffee on your way to work and there's like a coffee shop close to your work, I know where I used to work was downtown. And so there was a lot of coffee shops. I would like to just walk to get my coffee in the morning. So like right when I get to work, I usually got there a little early instead of stopping at Starbucks on the way to work. I would just walk over to Starbucks once I got to work. Um, cause a, it was just getting me kind of in the, okay, I'm I'm already at work. I already put my stuff down at my desk. I'm going to get my coffee and then Mm -hmm. I can finally get to work when I get back, but also just helping getting more movement in through the day. So yeah. Yeah. Definitely big ones. I I love the stand up desk. You guys and most employers will provide you with a stand up desk if you just ask. Um, I don't know that I've ever had a client say, "Oh, my boss said I couldn't have this." So mm-hmm. definitely, if that's something you're interested in, like just ask your employer. Like, hey, you know, I'm I'm really trying to work on my health this year. Um, I definitely think that you know getting a stand up desk would help with those goals. It also help with my productivity. So mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is that something that you're willing to provide me with.
0: Yeah. Also just parking further away from wherever your office is. Um, and even just throughout your day, if you're like running errands or, you know, Going to do other things like parking further away can also
1: be really helpful. Yeah. Taking the, the stairs. Yes, Take taking the, the stairs. stairs. Mm-hmm. Do a couple lap do a little wraparound. What is yeah, yeah. that sound on TikTok? <laughs> do a little lap every every like 30 minutes around the office. Yeah, exactly. Um, awesome, you guys. Well, now we have just like four kind of more personal questions, but I feel like they definitely are still a little bit um health and fitness related. So the mm-hmm. first one we have is what is your morning and night routines look like?
0: Mine are super simple. Mm-hmm. Morning, wake up. Um, I weigh myself in the morning and I'll brush my teeth, do my skincare routine. And then I go back to my room and I like make my bed. I feel like making my bed is just like, it it always just makes me feel a little bit more calm and Mm -hmm. like just organized, um, drink some water, eat some breakfast, have my coffee. Yeah.
1: What is your Mm -hmm. nighttime routine?
0: Um, nighttime routine, um, turn off the overhead lights. Um, and then I try to, basically just put my phone, like for my phone off, like not off, but like 30 minutes before I actually turn off the lights, at least it honestly should be longer than that. Um, and then typically I will journal before bed. So I'll just like write down, I'll write my to-do list for the next day and I'll just kind of write like how my day was, anything mm-hmm. that's on my mind. And I'll also try to write some like gratitude, some positivity, um, just kind of to end my day on a good note of like good things that happened, things I'm grateful for, things
1: I'm proud of. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So my morning routine, um, especially since being pregnant is like immediately I need to eat something right when I wake up. So I get up, well, get up, let the dogs out, feed them all of that fun stuff, because I can't do anything if they're just like being super annoying. Um, so deal with the dogs. And then I usually try to eat something and then I try to get ready. And then I try to have my coffee after that because I want to, like, give my body a chance to digest the food that I ate before I dive into my coffee. Um, and then I usually just get right to work. So, like Avery said, mine's pretty simple, too. Like, I, you know, so many people think, like, oh, to be successful, you have to meditate for an hour and do yeah. It's like we tried that. <laughs> and, yeah, I tried that for, like, you know, a week. Nothing didn't work. And, and that's honestly a- – there's so many people I follow that are like, Oh no, I, I just get up and I literally grab my coffee and I get to fucking work. Like that's what I do. Yeah. Um, so definitely don't stress it. If you're somebody who's already like rushing out the door to get to work and you're like, wow, I want to have a morning routine. And it seems like anybody who's healthy has this morning routine. Like it it does not have to be anything extensive. Like it mine's literally feed the dogs, feed myself, get ready, have my coffee and get to work. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what my morning routine looks like as far as nighttime routines go. I like to get in bed like usually an hour, maybe even an hour and a half before I actually like to be asleep. So I, I like to have like lights off by 10 PM. Um so I usually get in bed around like 8:30, nine o'clock. I like to read. I have like my I've talked about this a million times, but like my hatch alarm clock. Um, and it's really nice because I have like a 30 minute reading timer on there. So I'll hit that at 9 30. And once that goes off, it's like, okay. If I'm, you know, if I if I did read that last thirty minutes, if I got on my phone and ended up on TikTok some for some reason, like at least I know. But by the time this goes off, I can go to bed. Um, so that's kind of what my nighttime routine looks like. I do power lists usually, like at the beginning of the week. So as far as like tasks that I have throughout the week, I I try to have that actually all planned out by Monday. So I I usually don't have to stress too much about like oh my gosh, okay tomorrow's Wednesday, what do I have to do tomorrow? Because I know I already have it written down in my office. So um, that's something that's super helpful as well.
0: Cool, cool. Easy peasy. Um, next up, do you have any sort of self care practices/slash routines for when you're feeling stressed or not having good mental health
1: day? You're a big like coffee date gal. I'm
0: a big coffee date gal. I tried. I was actually thinking today because I so last night we didn't know it might it was gonna snow. We didn't know, and then I was like, oh well, if it does snow and then it ends up melting later because Alex always brings me coffee. I was like, oh maybe I'll go to a coffee shop on my my rest day. Um, but yeah, I think just trying to get out of the house is helpful, um, yes. because I feel like at least for me, like just obviously working from home, it's, it's different if you have a, you know, a job where you're actually going in, you kind of have to get out of the house. But, right. um, I think just getting out of the house is helpful. Um, even if it's just like going for a walk, which I think is also a really helpful thing to do. Um, I honestly feel like journaling is really, journaling is definitely an important thing for me. Um, it, it is something that I just do regularly, but I think especially if you're having a, a, bad mental health day just not feeling good just writing writing down how you feel is really helpful yeah. um uh, movement like going to the gym is probably my number one thing like i know if, it'll make you feel it'll better. it'll yeah. make me feel better like i will say that when i'm having those lower days like it's harder to get myself to the gym for sure like it definitely takes more like okay like it takes more kind of inner strength or whatever discipline whatever you want to call it to actually get myself there but then once I'm there and I'm kind of in the workout, I'm like, okay, this is good. glad I'm mm-hmm. doing this. Like, um, Movement is so powerful. For, it really is. For your mind, not just your body. So th- mm-hmm. whatever type of movement is going to be helpful for you, whether it's going to the gym, taking a walk, taking a hike, which I feel like a lot of people, it's really helpful just to like, mm-hmm. get out in nature.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like I have a lot of the same, like definitely movement, getting out and walking. Um, Charlie and I, we live on property. So like getting outside with the dogs and just walking around for a little bit, if I'm feeling super stressed out, um, that's really helpful. I know that like since being pregnant, I've had like a couple of episodes where they've been like almost like panic attacks mm-hmm. where I've had to literally just like sit down and be like, okay, calm down. Like everything's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Um, you know, I'll have to like go sit on my back porch for some fresh air. So like being mm-hmm. outside can really help a lot. Um I also like, am such a big, like, I love doing like a in-depth skincare mm-hmm. and like right before bed, just to like, kind of get my mind off things, um, light some candles, read a book. I think that mm-hmm. those are all things mm-hmm. that for me are really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, but ultimately I, I noticed that like, if I'm not having a good mental health day, it's usually because I've been on my phone too much. So like mm-hmm. limiting my screen time as well can be mm-hmm. really helpful with that too. Yeah, definitely. So, um,
0: t- what are some mindset wins that you've had during your health and fitness journey.
1: I feel like this is something we just talked about in our group chat. So yeah, definitely kind of, I feel like we kind of already talked about it, but I know for me, it's been like for sure my relationship with food in terms of knowing like, okay, I actually can have these foods. And like, in fact, a lot of these foods that I, you know, used to stray away from are foods that are actually going to benefit my goals, you know, kind of like you mentioned with like carbs and stuff like that. Um, so I know for me, a big mindset shift was okay. Number one, like I, I don't need to say no to these foods. Like I can have a good healthy relationship mm-hmm. with food and have that freedom with food and still reach my goals. Mm-hmm. Um number 2, this was a big one that a lot of our clients were actually talking about was like the smallest version of myself is not the healthiest yes, version of myself. Yes, yes, yes. Um and and it really is not the when I think of like my ideal physique for myself, like it isn't the smallest version of myself. So kind of getting out of that mindset of yeah. like what does the scale say? And I need to just lose weight and do cardio and all of these things to just try to be the smallest version of myself, because that's really not who I think of when I think of, I want to be strong. I want to feel good. Like those things do not correlate to restricting my food and trying to lose weight on the scale.
0: Yeah. It's actually, it's so funny. Well, I definitely agree with all those things that you just said. And it's really funny that you kind of mentioned the, uh, you know, the size, Mm -hmm. like body size thing. I think the same goes for weight. People are like, you know, the lowest weight I can get, like the lower number on the scale, the better, which is just not the case. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's funny because when I look back at pictures of myself, I'm like, wow, I was like so small and like, just didn't have any muscle. And like, I used to think that like, oh my gosh, my legs are like so fat and like all this stuff. but like, They were just teeny tiny yeah. little sticks. And then yesterday I was doing legs and I had just finished leg extension. So, you know, they're definitely a little pumped up, <laughs> but I was looking in the mirror, I was like, oh my gosh, like my quads are looking like kind of big today. And I was like, hell yeah. Like yeah. I was so pumped about it. <laughs> um, Which like, you know, five, six years ago, I would have been like, oh, like I want my legs to be smaller, yeah. you know? So it's yeah. just, I think that's a really big shift in the way that I thought is like, I want to grow my body. I don't want to shrink, shrink it, it necessarily. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah.
1: I, I mean, love that. Yeah, I feel like there's yeah, there's so many there, different things that I could say on the topic. Yeah, Um, but yeah, those are definitely some big ones. It was actually really cool reading all of our clients' just experience yeah. and like what they have kind of started to learn since focusing on themselves and like mm-hmm. it, it's just really really cool. And like you said, I I say this to a lot of people, but it's funny because we do we all have that where we look back yeah. at a photo of ourselves and we're like at that point in time, I hated how I looked, yeah. And now looking back, I'm like, Oh my God, I actually looked good. Like I, I look back at photos and I'm like, I remember being so insecure in that body. Yeah. And like, I actually look pretty good. And so it's like, I don't want to be in that position, you know, 10 years from now, looking back at pictures of myself being like, yeah, wow, I hated my body, but I actually looked really yeah. good. So like, I think a lot of it too is, is just the mental side of, yeah. you know, learning to love your body in every yeah. step. And you can't, you can't
0: hate your body into the body you want. Exactly. Like you can't. It's not like oh, if I just like beat myself up enough and hate my body enough, then I'll like get my dream body. like no. that's just not the. No. It's going to be the. You, you'll
1: You'll reach your goals, and you're going to think exactly. the same freaking things that you're exactly. thinking right now.
0: Exactly. You have to change your mindset. That's so true.
1: Last question: How do you balance your fitness goals with your other responsibilities, commitments, such as work and family? I love this one. I feel like people think that fitness is all in, like, yeah. you, like it's gonna consume your whole life. Yeah, and it, it, Avery's like, yeah, it does. I'm um, I'm <laughs> I got this question. I'm like, I did not be the one answering. No, that.
0: but to be fair, I think this is actually good for us to answer because I do feel like Alex and I are in pretty like different, way different seasons. Of life. Way, yeah. way different seasons of life. Alex is like she's been married for a while. She's got her dog. She's got Aspen on the way. Like um, I'm over here, like sim- single as a Pringle, just like, you know, trying to find myself.
1: You're just getting shredded I'm while just I'm just shredded. Yeah. Um,
0: no, but it is a really good question. And I agree with you that I think, you know, it's really easy for people to think like, in order for me to reach my goals, I have to be like, I, this has to be the only thing that's important right. in my life. And like, um, you know, I can't have a social life or, you know, have a relationship, whatever, which is just not the case right. at all. Um, you know, I might spend a long time at the gym, but you don't have to. Yeah. And it's something that I, I'm not doing that because I'm like, I, this is the only way I can reach my goals. I just enjoy it. It's like, that's my happy place. Yeah.
1: Well, you can get work done while you're on the treadmill. And that's like what I was going to yeah.
0: say. Like mm-hmm. I, I do have, because of the work that I do, I do have the freedom to be like, okay, I'm done with my workout. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to walk on the treadmill, respond to my clients, mm-hmm. make reels, like what a great captions, whatever it is. Um, but I think that just creating a schedule for yourself is really important. Yeah. Like trying to plug in like okay when when is my shifts at work what do you know tonight I have a date night or yeah. i go meet up with friends for lunch how can I fit in my workouts around my life yeah um instead of like okay I need to change my whole life and my whole like everything that I enjoy to like
1: right
0: compensate for this for
1: sure yeah and I think for most people like it's fitness does not have to be consuming like like Avery yeah. said like I I'm literally in the gym for 45 minutes most days. Like I am in and out. I like to get my shit done and then, you know, go back home or whatever I have going on, get things done. And so like with our clients too, like that's something we always take into consideration is what does your lifestyle look like? Mm -hmm. How much time can you truly dedicate Mm -hmm. to this? Um, Because even if you can only dedicate 30 minutes, three times a week, like you can still reach your health and fitness Mm -hmm. goals. Um, And so I think that that's a big misconception in terms of like, Oh, if I want to, you know, reach this physique or get healthy, quote unquote, like I have to spend hours in the gym and I have to spend hours meal prepping. And it's like, really, you don't have to do that. Especially like we said before, if you're working on like, you know, kind of optimizing your metabolism and like getting you to a point where you can eat a lot of food, like, you're going to have a lot more flexibility within that as well. Like you Mm -hmm. can still go out to dinner with your friends and, um, continue to have like your, your commitments and things like that. So I definitely think it's, people think that you have to be either all in or all out. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely not the case. Like, like I said, even if you can only dedicate 30 minutes, three times a week, like you can still reach your Mm goals.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think just building in whatever habits you're trying to establish, just building that into your day, like taking a morning walk, Mm -hmm. like all those little things that you can do that just add up. Yeah. Um, instead of, trying to like shift your entire life and like, exactly. well, and
1: those are things too, that you can incorporate your family in, incorporate exactly. your friends yeah. in. like, yeah. Hey, let's whenever Avery and I, before we used to meet on Wednesdays, we used to just grab coffee and literally walk for an hour. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is benefiting our health and we're catching up. And yeah. you know, it's, it's another, like, just include your family. That's another great thing that you can do as well. We actually also have a podcast episode in terms of like, um, it, it was called, I think, dieting and health when you're young. It was like one of the very first episode back when it was the Finally Flourish podcast. Um, I feel like we could even re- redo like that mm-hmm. topic, but there's a lot of really good tips as far as like incorporating health and fitness when you have a family and with mm-hmm. your kids and mm-hmm. stuff like that too. So yeah, cool. Awesome.
0: Wow, that, was a long episode.
1: that one is it. Always it always is. By <laughs> the end, we were like talking
0: really fast. Like let's get all right. There, but, um, I- <laughs> Hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully you guys found something relatable. And, you know, if you do want us to go more in depth on any of those topics that we haven't done a full episode on, just let us know. Yeah. Awesome. You guys,
1: well, we will see you next week. Bye.